Hey, everybody. My name is Kara, and I lead worship here at Grace. We've been talking about the book of Psalms over the last few weeks, and what better way to wrap up this series than talking about the importance of worship? And I'm so excited to be here to do that with you. In the Webster Dictionary, the word psalm is defined as a sacred song, a poetical composition for use in the praise or worship of God. But why is music so important or important at all to our journey spiritually and our relationship with God? Although there are many ways to do it, I truly think music is one of the most powerful ways to worship. And we're going to talk about why the Bible is in agreement with that. So uh, theologian Karl Barth said, the Christian church sings. It is not a choral society. It's singing is not a concert, but from inner material necessity, it sings. Singing is the highest form of human expression. All right. Before we dig in, let's go ahead and start with a word of prayer. God, here we are. We're digging in one more time to your book of Psalms. This is a big book by the chapters, the longest in the Bible. And that tells us that it means something to you, that music is important to you, God. Can you show us why it should be important to us as well and help us understand and to share your heart in that, God? All right, so let's jump right into the beginning of this Psalm 105. It says, Give praise to the Lord, proclaim his name, make known among the nations what he has done. Sing to him, sing praises to him, tell of all his wonderful acts, glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Look to the Lord and his strength, seek his face always. So we can see in the beginning of this verse, which is pretty regular occurrence in Psalms, that David starts by giving praise to God. But you can see in verse two, there's a directive, all right? Not just to sing praise, but to tell of all his wonderful acts. And we're going to talk more about this. So first, why do we sing? We sing to give praise to God. All right, let's keep reading. Uh, remember the wonders he has done, his miracles and the judgments he pronounced. You, his servants, the descendants of Abraham, his chosen ones, the children of Jacob. He is the Lord, our God. His judgments are in all the earth. So let's put a pin in verse five for just a minute. That's the one where he says, remember the wonders he has done. We're going to hold on to that for just a minute. Now, from this point through the rest of the chapter of 105, David goes into great detail. Uh, singing about the covenant that God has made between Abraham, Jacob, and Isaac. As I said, there's a lot of details in the rest of this verse. So just for context, we're going to go back to Genesis 12, and we can see the covenant that he's recalling. Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you, and I will make of you a great nation. I will bless you, and I will make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and him who dishonors you I will curse and in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Genesis 12, one through three. Okay, so we put a pin in that verse five. Um, and that is again, remember the wonders he has done. Why do we sing? We sing to praise God and we sing to remember.
So when my oldest son, Alex, was a toddler, there was a show on Nick called Blues Clues. And there were a lot of great songs and lessons in that show. But one song that he particularly loved was the planet song. And it went, the sun's a hot star and Mercury's hot too. Venus is the brightest planet. And it goes on and on. I'm I'm not going to go through the rest of it, but it goes on to name the rest of the planets and what they're most well known for. Even Saturn, which I'm still not really sure anyone is positive about at the moment. So um, now I could sing the rest of that song for you. And he's 26 years old now, and he could sing that song all the way through to this day. A song that he learned when he was three years old. He knows every single word. Now I'll say there is definitely a payoff for that later when he was in science class. And when naming the planets came up on his science test, he sang right through the song and aced that part of the test. Um, and he sang it in his head. He didn't sing it out loud in front of his friends or anything. But so how is it that information about the planets has stayed locked in his mind and mine for all these years? All right. We have two types of memory storage in our brains. We have episodic memory, which is remembering events and the feelings associated with these events from the past. And we have semantic memory, which is knowing in a factual type of recollection. Adding rhyme, rhythm, and cadence helps our brains with the semantic memory and the emotion that's pulled from hearing the music ties that episodic memory and gives a pathway for the semantic retrieval. Music is all of that, rhyme, rhythm, and cadence, and it causes a physical and chemical reaction in our bodies. It affects every single part of our brain right into the center of our brain where the nucleus accumbens lives. This is where dopamine is released. Music increases dopamine production, and it has a similar reaction in the brain as drug addiction. Another small area of our brain is called the amygdala. It processes and triggers emotion. So, all right, imagine, for example, you're at the aquarium and you're watching the shark tank with the gorgeous sharks and the beautiful fish swimming around, and you hear some light airy orchestral music playing over the speakers and you may just feel peaceful and relaxed and enjoy watching these magnificent creatures swimming securely in their glass habitat. Now, imagine for a moment that same aquarium with the same shark tank, but the music is now the haunting and pulsing theme of Jaws. I can imagine you're going to hightail it out of there right away, out of that aquarium, before the glass shatters and you're nose to nose with a shark, because that's how you feel. That's where your mind goes. That glass is going to shatter. You're going to be right there face to face with a shark. Okay, so two more important parts of the brain that I want to talk about are the hippocampus. It produces and retrieves memories and regulates emotional responses. And the cerebellum, which coordinates movement and stores physical memory. There's a documentary called Alive Inside, and I encourage you to take a look at how 
Music plays an astonishing role in the recollection of Alzheimer's patients and how that music reaches deep into the part of your brain called the cerebellum where your physical memories are stored so that they can recall times from the past. The effects of music even continue for patients for 10 to 20 minutes after the music has been turned off. And they're able to not only retrieve lyrics to songs, but also emotions and memories associated with those songs. Music is so powerful. My son remembered the planet song, yes, because of rhythm, the rhyme, the cadence of the song, and the cerebellum that stored those memories and the hippocampus that helped him retrieve it, even to this day. So did Jesus have a favorite song as a kid? Absolutely he did. It was the planet song, right? Yes. It's everybody's favorite. Uh, no, uh, I don't actually know. I'm sure he did have a favorite song. I don't know. But we do know that Jesus did sing. He and his disciples sang a hymn. So we don't know what Jesus's favorite song was as a kid or as a grown up even. But we do know that he did sing at the Last Supper with his disciples. We can see in Matthew 26, 30, that it says, when they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. Now, in that same moment, it'll say in Luke 22, same Last Supper, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and gave it to them saying, this is my body given to you. Do this in remembrance of me. Do this in remembrance of me. And then right after that, uh, we see in Matthew that they sung the hymn and went out to the Mount of Olives. We remember significant moments. Jesus had a deep appreciation for music and he used it as a tool for the disciples to remember this final supper with him in remembrance of me. Jesus chose to end that moment and begin the next one in song with his disciples. Do you want to make memories with God? Try using music. So my husband, Matt, and I have been married for 19 years. And before we were married, we went to a Stephen Curtis Chapman concert. Now, Matt was not a Christian at this time, but he had a church-going mom, and he had come to church with me uh, now and again. So going into this concert, he basically told God, okay, look, I have no idea if you're there. Just show me you're here. Show me. If you're really there, show me. Well, a very cool and very long story short, God showed up for Matt that night and he was convinced it couldn't have been anything else but God that that moment. It was amazing. And there are songs from that concert that night that take him right back. I mean, just right back in that seat, experiencing the same things, the same music, the same sounds, the same lights with God in that moment. Like in so many relationships, music is such a big part of our journey. Maybe you remember a crush from high school and you had a mixtape. I mean, it's iPod playlists now, but back then my day was actually a cassette tape, but we won't talk about that anymore. Or you have a wedding song. We had Stephen Curtis Chapman song at our wedding. And when we hear that song, it takes us right back to that dance floor and the love and the joy we felt on that day. 
I mean, right now I turn that song on when I've left my dirty clothes on the bathroom floor and say, see, babe, remember how much you love me? Listen to this song. It's great. Love me. All right, so looking back at Psalm 105, we can see a recollection taking place. This recollection is David remembering God's promises in song. Why? Is it to tell him how great he is? He doesn't need us to do that. It's so David won't forget. He doesn't want to forget. Our brains were literally created to use music as a tool to help us remember, not just to remember the things that give us joy because God wants us to remember those things. Yes. But also to remember him and his promises. That work that he's done and is doing in our lives. We sing not just to and for him, but for us. When we sing on Sunday morning to start service, we are starting that chemical reaction in our brains so that when it's time to recall that moment or that emotion, we can do it easily. So I want to challenge you for this next series to make music part of the message on Sunday, not just an extra. It's intentional. He meant it to be part of your relationship with him. Just like that wedding song, it reminds us of his love for us and his promises to us. Now, listen, we've been talking a lot about emotion and feeling, but earlier we talked about that semantic memory which is knowledge. In Colossians 3.16, it says, let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. Wisdom is the quality of having experience, knowledge, and good judgment. What are the songs that are deepening your wisdom and knowledge? What are the songs that you're listening to right now that are doing a great job connecting you with God? It's up to us to find those songs. And if you're creative and you can't find them, well, maybe you can write them and experience that personal encounter with God that he desires for us to have. If God has impacted you through a song, If God has impacted you through a song, would you share that with someone? Maybe someone in your small group or a friend or family member. And please share it with me. I would love to get an email from you. My email is on the screen right now. Please share those with me and tell me how those songs are working in your life. This month last year, I was starting chemotherapy for breast cancer. And one of my best friends, uh, you may know her as the better half of the sly couple. He would agree with me on that. Krista sent me a song early in my treatment. When I hear that song, it takes me back to that time. It doesn't take me back to like the miserable chemo moments um, and everything that went with that. It takes me back to the feeling and the reminder that God was with me in that time. I remember his promise to me. He promised me he would be with me the whole time, and he was. I didn't know the outcome, but I knew that he would be with me no matter what. Look, life gets crazy, and we move from one thing to the next, I know. 
And it's not easy to remember to look back and remember. That song will always be a reminder for me of God's promise to be with me through it all. He always has been. I want to share that song with you right now.
Just gonna stay still.